morning, everybody. Good morning to the House of Medics. Good morning to all the houses. Good morning to all the nations. Good morning to all the pastors. Good morning, Pastor Lennox, Pastor Jade. Good morning. I'm seeing so many greetings this morning. Good morning, Pastor Ndidi. What an awesome word from Pastor Ndidi on Thursday. As we're treating the topic of the word and God's thoughts. Good morning to everybody online. And all the houses online, all the families online. Good morning, Pastor Dami. I see you, sir. You managed to get a range before me. I don't know how you did it. There's like zero Range Rovers in the UK right now. But that's how you know Senior Pastor Grace, isn't it? <laughs> good morning. Good morning to the Power Base family. Good morning to... Good morning, Pastor Sam. Wow, Pastor Sam online. I'm preaching basically everything we've been discussing over the past few days. Um, the, an awesome word from Pastor Sam on the topic of concern. Make sure you do well to go through all the word that has been preached throughout the week because what we do is we listen to one another and then we carry on from there. And I've, I've been sitting on that word of concern and you start to say to yourself, where have I drifted in my attention, you know? And that leads us again to what PT was speaking about on Thursday, about God's thoughts and the power of this word. Good morning, Pastor Aziza. Zahir. All the companies are online this morning, I'm sure. Zahir, online. And if you're tuned in from anywhere else across the globe, just let me know so I can give you a greeting. But very simply, this morning, we want to continue from last week. A combination of all the words that have been spoken recently. And I'm looking at all your leaders, all of the family heads. I'm here with family head Pastor Alex and family head Pastor Dr. Emma. I'm here with Pastor Faith. Thank you, Ma. It's, I think we have to make sure we check ourselves. You know when they say check yourself? Check yourself. It's we gotta make sure that we're paying attention to our mind and what goes on in our mind space. First of all, no nation just appeared. Every nation is a social construct. It is a thought pattern. You can switch this off now. It's, it's disturbing me. Every nation is a social construct. So the UK actually is a combination of thoughts from whoever its leader is to set in place the direction of social activity in the UK. It's just thoughts. Someone sits down and starts to think, this is what we should do in this nation and this is how things should be run. It's thoughts. So thoughts are powerful. We, we were speaking last week about deep conviction. And I think deep conviction should then lead you to concern. Because if you're deeply convicted about something, then you would then become concerned on that thing. And 
how do you have a concern for a thing if it's in your mind that means it's taking over your thoughts so that's the reason why it's important to go through all the word because it's a journey you're you're discovering more about how to develop yourself and i'm speaking to leaders this morning so it's it's very much a leadership class i'm not preaching to you but making sure that i deliver the word to you in a manner that you can understand so when when i'm looking at this country called the uk there are many thoughts that rule per time so thought thought is actually bigger than religion i'm not sure if you knew that but you can serve god according to your thought pattern and that's the reason why you have different denominations of Christianity or different denominations of Islam. Because even though the Bible says something, someone else will still translate it according to their thoughts. So thoughts are the chief thing. We're governed according to these thoughts. So within the UK, you have the thoughts that after secondary school or let me just start from primary school you have secondary school and then after secondary school someone thought it right that you go on to college and then from college you go on to uni and then from uni you do your masters and then after your masters you do your PhD and after your PhD you look for a husband or a wife and after you've married, you then look for a house. You look for your mortgage. And then when you've got your mortgage, you then take a picture with your keys and put it on Instagram. <laughs> I very much hate that thing so much. Taking a picture of your flat in Sydney. New, 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 what do they call it? New build. Snap the key. Oh, I'm just on the property market now. It's the last market you're gonna you, you're not getting anything else after that. So <laughs> I guess maybe then we should like and retweet for you because it's the last thing you're gonna celebrate for a long time. Yeah, because one of my boys was showing me that his brother got married. I said, Do you see the smile he has with his wife right now? Look at this smile. He said, Yes, sir. I said, Can you see the smile? It's Nana. Let me just say Nana. I said, can you see how your brother is smiling at his wife? I said, it's the last time he's going to smile. You, have, you, have you seen marriage without money? You're going to break your wife's head for Colgate toothpaste. Why? Because your thought tells you, I squeeze from the bottom. And her thought says, I squeeze from the middle. And you wake up and you see the the thing squeezed in the middle then you lose your mind how can you do this you're so insensible that's just your thoughts it's the thoughts of mad see poverty will give you some crazy thoughts you know you start to regulate things that are not important <laughs> it's real you, you crush your wife for frying egg the wrong way so you, don't, so you don't even know how to fry egg if you had money, you would have hired a tea Simone and you'd have been getting meal preps. That saves the, the argument. Because each person should do their thing, isn't it? 
this thing has gone off, just in case you don't know. It's not on. So I, I, I'm looking at how the world is developed by these certain thought systems that make us think we're succeeding. So we have to be careful because thoughts rule. Thoughts have so much power. And what thoughts do over time is they gather people. They gather disciples. They gather sheep. They gather people who believe in that thought system. That way of thought is just like if you don't finish uni and you don't get your master's, you failed. You have a kid committing suicide because his mom just said if you don't get A star in class, you're useless. But mom, A star is just dependent on my ability to recite. Doesn't mean I understand. I'm just reciting something I've been taught in school or shown. You can play for like half the semester and then cram everything in a few months if you're like me, if you were like me anyway. Just playing and you're playing until you've got three months left and if you've got good memory to um, cram stuff. I developed a good memory to cram because I went to school in Nigeria also. And if you can't memorize things in Nigeria, you get the, you get the beatings. So from the age of like maybe six or seven, I don't know, I can't remember how old I was in school in Nigeria. I'm saying my times table from one to 32. You want to clap for me, Faye? No, no, come on, man. Someone wants to clap, come on. It's just memorizing. So when I came here and I'm seeing kids who can't even get to times four, I said, damn, this country is backwards. This country, you guys are lagging behind. So I was so fast in class, so ahead. Why? Just because if they, if you don't memorize this thing, you're getting serious beatings. I remember the day I did my maths and I, I got eight out of ten, and I was happy. I said, "Wow, you've done well. You got eight out of 10. And then the teacher came to me and said, "What is this?" And I boldly showed my paper like eight out of ten, man. And he said, "This is rubbish. Why didn't you get ten out of 10? And he brought out his cane. I just went, "Wow, wow." That's two for missing the two marks, he said. So there's so much pressure there just to cram stuff. So it doesn't mean they know nothing because straight after that school, look at the leadership of the country. I said Nigeria is the place where peanut, peanut, um, peanuts goes in bottle and then juice goes in bag. I get a bag of orange, mate. And you grab the bag and you tear the bag. And you start to quench your thirst by pressing the bag. What, what the hell? So I'm wondering, President, Mr. President, can you not see this though? Can't this want to be one of the first things you do? Just tell everybody, hey guys, please, let's just start from here. Um, can drinks go in a frigging bottle? And peanuts and snacks go in the bag. <laughs> want to come up with policy of um, fairness. What policy again? We're, we're, we're drinking out of bag. Yogurt, ice cream. No, you didn't get what I said because maybe you've not been to Africa. They call yogurt ice cream. So I'm, I just came from America so I've landed there now and I'm, I'm like, yeah mom, can I get I want some ice cream. So my mom's 
Top the guy, hey, hey, Oga, you carry ice cream. Guy brought this thing, and when I tasted it, I went, yeah, what's this, man? He said, no, this is actually yogurt. I said, so why would you guys call yogurt ice cream? So I wonder what ice cream then looks like. If you're like me, you've been scarred when you're young. You open the fridge and you see a nice box of um, biscuit, if it's um, whatever they call this, nice biscuits, you know, and then you're thinking, wow, there's snacks here, you know. And then you're wondering, but why is it in the fridge? Maybe mom just lost her mind. I don't know. And you're hungry, and then you prepare your juice to eat it. Then I got scarred one day. I opened this container, and all kinds of meat looking at me. I said, what the hell? Guys, why are we putting stew and okra soup and all your stuff, why are we putting it in McVitie's container? Scarred me, scarred, so many scars. You growing up in an African home, you have these stories though. Mom just says, listen, this is our way, man. When the, I cook for 10 years worth of food, why? Why is the pot so big though? Why are we making stew like the world's going to end tomorrow and we should just die and poison ourselves with stew poisoning? Can't we just eat for today? Didn't Jesus say, give us our daily bread? Just every day's food. After we finish that, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Kwame said, cut door ice cream. That is a terrible scar right there. You know you're hungry for ice cream. Then you see a glimpse of the um, branding and you're saying, I'm going to have ice cream today. Then you get there and unravel and then you're looking at suya. So what that did for people like me is we just stopped going to the fridge. I just stopped. I said, no, you're not getting me again. You know there's some hunger that comes that unless it's that thing, you're not going to stop eating. It's terrible. Michael said trust issues, serious trust issues. So we divorced from that day, me and my parents. We divorced. I said, I can't do this anymore, guys. Sorry. Your food is your food. My food is my food. It's a thought. It's their way. So already when you have a country that thinks that way, it's already, man, we, we have somewhere to start that's so far back. So far back. But it's thought patterns. It's, it's thoughts that decide what is right. PT was saying about good evil and how good evil should not even have come in if not for Adam and Eve, the guys we keep on abusing that they messed us up. If not for them, we would have just stumbled into things one time after the other and decided for ourselves what we want to do and what we don't want to do. But now man thinks he knows and starts to develop his own thought system. One of the thoughts we have now is Jesus, according to the church of this world. He's a blonde-haired guy with blue eyes, chiseled chin, cheekbones. If you don't remember, just call your mom and say, Mom, just send me a picture of the living room right now. And she may not understand what you're saying. Just say, just the living room. Just show me the living room. I just, I want to do something. 
and you see the guy there like this. With a nice cleft on his chin. Very handsome. Down. Long hair. All the girls will be hating on him. Jesus don't need a wig. Hair is good. Huh? All that word just gets into the hair and just moisturizes the hair naturally. <laughs> Jesus, how do you carry blonde hair now? You're Jewish. How? What happened? What, what's this genetical modification that took place with you? What? Okay, I get it. Okay, because Joseph is not really your dad. Maybe God has blonde hair. I don't know. What the hell? What? Why did we accept this, guys? Why didn't we look at the picture and rebel straight away and say, no, 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 not my Lord. I'm not doing this. And then he's got blue eyes like Charlie. Imagine Jesus looking at Charlie. Impossible. The fact that his eyes are like, they tell me his eyes are like Charlie, I know is wrong. Charlie opened his mouth. You know that Jesus cannot look anything like you. Very terrible mouth, man. Yeah, chiseled jaw for real. But it's a thought construct. And we all believe this, this is Jesus the Christ. Don't lie. Sometimes when you pray, is that not the guy that appears in your mind? I hope not, but you know that's what people are praying for. I just want to see Jesus. You pray to the point where you're waiting for the blonde-haired guy to walk through your bedroom. And then say, What? What do you expect him to say? Hmm? So thoughts have damaged many things. We have social constructs all around the world that rule. And here you're saying that unless I'm married, I've not lived a successful life. So another social construct is that you get married in a church. But I thought marriage is just agreeing. So, should we annul the marriage of Adam and Eve? Because they didn't go to the altar. They didn't go to a church. Unless you can show me where they entered and Eve came with a nice gown and then the father-in-law was there and then they did praise and worship and then they did um, testimony time then some of the lions came up to talk about how they've known Adam for a long time and the hippo will say Adam was so good to me in my past life that's why I'm his best man it's just a social construct isn't it but it's powers that is gripped a people if that don't happen it's like you didn't marry how many people are in poverty from marriage? You buy a shabby. You buy a white dress. You're 100K in. And you both earn 19K a year. You've been saving for one day's dance with people you hate. With cousins you've never spoken to. I, don't have, I could not have the patience for that. I'm screwing my face throughout the whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. The auntie you despised from your youth now comes to smile at you. 
then ask you, where have you been? What the hell you mean by where have I been? We're here now, aren't we? I'm looking at you. And then at the end of the day, you will go on a honeymoon. But like I told my boy, this is the last time he's going to smile. Because reality sets in after the honeymoon. You realize that you spent 100k that you don't have. All the cards are declining at McDonald's. Not at Novikov. All the cards are declining for a happy meal. Then the next thing is just to smash your face. And that's, if, if you can't even get the happy meal, it's two quid. Of course you're going to be angry. She says, hey, 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 you just missed the parking space. And you start talking about nonsense things. Why am I discussing parking with you? Are you a parking attendant? If we miss the parking, God, we'll find another parking. That's what poverty does. It brings the most craziest conversations. Then you see someone counting out change, 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 change. And then he sees 20p on the floor. He says, wow, this is my day. Adding the 20p to his change so that he can pay for his parking. You know, you have to understand that that same guy with that same mentality then walks into the church. He opens his Bible and he's not a member. He's the pastor. Hmm. I heard some people say, Jesus. Don't trust black Jesus either. Jesus, I'm not trying to say Jesus is black. Come on. Someone will hear this now and say, I told you the Israelites are the... No, no, guys. You know when scripture described him, they said, well, I can't, I don't, I'm not saying it word for word, but if you were to see him, you would not say that this is our king of glory. So he's not handsome like that. He's just like any other guy. Sorry, Pastor Joe, too. Yeah, the way you're looking like, oh, man, I thought Jesus was cool. No, no, no. If you see him in the, amongst the bunch of disciples, you couldn't even tell which one's Jesus. But men have to make things look like what they want to see. So now this pastor with this thought pattern comes to preach the word. So your cards declined in Zara. Now you're going to preach faith to me. Of course you're going to now tell me that we don't need to be rich again. Because you, pastor, you are going to go home. And you and your wife are going to fight. So you need words to, what's the word? You need words to confirm or accredit that everything is okay. Your lifestyle is fine. You're preaching at the people what you're living. Not the truth. It's your thoughts, what you're going through, what this thought pattern has caged you under. I remember a pastor said to my dad, my mom and dad, he was preaching. Didn't say to them directly. But he was preaching and then he said, what is the need for a second house? (laughs) And if you know my dad, my dad would just look at him like, really? Nah, we're out of here. 
that's one thing I like about my parents. They understand that you you got to have money, though, guy. We get that you're a preacher of the word and all this, but you have to be financially disposed. You want to preach heaven at me because you don't have anything to take pleasure and joy about. So you're going to crack heaven into my head. So it's very dangerous who you hear the word from also. It's, it's according to their thoughts pattern. You fought your wife over not paying the parking on time. And if you do so, then you're going to come and speak to the people and tell them that heaven is our home. And if you've ever heard that kind of word, you were never enthusiastic about heaven. I was never enthusiastic about heaven because of what was said of it. It's like heaven is our final destination. So I'm thinking, so there's no money there. There's no Rolex there. Even as I was young, I'm thinking, so what then do we do there? And then the pastor said, we will be worshiping 24-7. And I'm thinking, damn. That is boring. <laughs> Think about it. So, so you're coming to tell me that I should look forward to heaven. So now what is the heaven? The heaven is that we will just be saying glory. Glory. And I'm looking at them saying these are failed humans. You're looking for an escape route out of what the failure of your life. You're looking for escape route. I don't want escape route. I'm doing fine. Even if I wasn't doing fine then, I was just thinking that way. So now these social constructs, these thought patterns are what makes people feel gratified. They, they feel like they're doing the right thing. As years go by, those thought patterns get stronger. Why? Because they win more people according to their way of thinking. So now there is this huge amount of people that actually believe that if you don't study medicine or if you don't study engineering or if you don't go to university, you cannot be successful. It is not the pattern of the world. It is a pattern of a thought. So even though you're hearing the word, the thought that governs that word still does not allow you to have faith. Because you just believe that unless I do this, this and this, then I can't see success. So thoughts are even greater than religion. Thoughts are mighty and powerful. When God called Joshua, the first thing he did to hand over a nation to Joshua, what did he do? He said, be bold and courageous. Then he says it again. Be bold and courageous. God starts to change Joshua's thought process. He's speaking words to Joshua so that Joshua's way of thinking will change. Because if Joshua is going to carry out the work God wants him to do, he needs to be bold and courageous. He needs to know that there is no boundary to Israel. He needs to know that there are no borders to Israel. You're still making your journey to find the nation that you're going to govern. Don't be afraid of the borderline of Iraq and the borderline of Afghanistan or the borderline of the Americans. Don't be afraid of borders, Joshua. Just walk in. Be bold and courageous. So God starts preaching a word to Joshua. And that's what the word is for. Remember, we spoke about deep conviction and the power of this word. That what this word does is as you speak it, you start to believe it. 
you're saying to yourself what the word is trying to get you to do but it all comes from the changing of a thought it's a thought pattern and if that thought is not corrected then everything you do despite that you think you're carrying out faith everything you do will amount to nothing because the thought pattern is not right and the word does not work with words it works according to the thoughts because your thoughts have to be aligned with the thoughts of God correcting Joshua's mind making sure that Joshua is ready to lead a nation if you're ready to read a nation are you going to recite Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 no if you're going to lead a nation you're going to recite be bold and courageous so the word of God is not the Bible the word of God is not the verses of the Bible. If I tell you to recite Romans chapter 8, it is the life of the life, the, the scripture of the life-given spirit. But how many times have you recited it? How many times has it worked for you? The word is God's thought. It's not Bible verse. Within the Bible verse, if you have understanding, you can find God's thoughts. So Joshua's being spoken to plainly and being told, be bold and courageous. Joshua, why? Because you're going to meet opposition. You're going to fight against other people. Joshua did not receive the word to become a good boy or a good girl. What God was doing at the time was going to war. God was not creating people that sit down and say that we are worshipping now. He was creating people that drew swords. And would kill on behalf of a nation. So the word that he spoke to Joshua is be bold and courageous. Now Joshua you have to meet opposition that has greater numbers than you. But you still need to have the confidence that I am with you. Even though you don't see me because it's just a thought. So this is what I think happened that day. Is that on the knowing that his leader has died. Sometimes the the enormity of your leader's results can pressure you into a place of can I rise to the shoes of this person? So Joshua is sitting in a room somewhere just trying to encourage himself. But the encouraging of himself is the word speaking to him. He's not reading a chapter and he's not reading a verse. He's reading what the word has to say in that moment. The word is saying, your leader is gone now. Forget your leader right now. What I need you to do is pluck up courage, Joshua. Look outside. The millions of people you see outside are now your responsibility. Overnight, walking into a great responsibility can be daunting. It can be daunting. It can, it can somewhat put you off. It can bring fear into your heart. So Joshua starts to recite the word. You know that there's no deliverance that goes on in this world that actually works. The only deliverance that works is the reciting of the word. That's why the word of God is careful to tell you to meditate. So when Joshua is saying meditate on this word day and night, when the word is telling you that this is what the Lord was saying to Joshua, this is what Joshua was saying to himself. He's telling himself, let I meditate on this thing day and night until I become this bold and courageous it's not gonna happen overnight I'm still very much scared of what's going on I'm still very much daunted by the fact I have to lead three million people through the desert but I'm gonna keep on encouraging myself that I am the one next it's my time 
and I'm called to do this. So he's reciting to himself and then he says, meditate on this word day and night. So what's, what's deliverance? You're laying hand on someone and they're spinning around in a circle and shouting and hollering. Then tomorrow or next week, they're back to the same way. Why? Because what was meant to free them was not dealt with. It's the mindset. The thought pattern of that person. Sir, I just want to be able to make better decisions. How do I make better decisions? If I'm around wiser people, I will learn to make better decisions. It's not, you cannot lay hand on someone to make better decisions. So they might be carrying out all kinds of deliverance, but the person's mind needs healing. The person's mind needs reconstruction. They need to understand the thought pattern of the word. The only way to understand the thought pattern of the word is to hear the word. You have to hear it. If it's being spoken around you, you have to take time to hearing it. The taking time to hear the word is that you now un you understand and then you start to move according to that pattern. Remember that it's not Bible verses. At a stage in your life, the word is your house leaders speaking. Then it becomes your family head speaking. If you can understand the words of your family head, then you're hearing the word. Then it's a PT speaking. It's the word. It's a thought. So if the world is saying that unless you enter the cathedral, you're not married, and then PT can say, but if you just join hands, even right here in this kitchen, living room place, that a new thought can come that saves you from poverty. You, you, would, have, you would have broken a piggy bank of 100K for no reason. Thought patterns come in to help you, to help you live a new way of life, but it's going to take someone to break out of the thought pattern that already exists. Because the thought pattern that already exists is so strong. It has many subscribers. Many subscribers. Do you know how difficult it is to be the first person in your family to go to university? It's hard. Then imagine years later when they all start going to uni, it's also then hard to be the first person in your family to not go to university and become successful. Because thought patterns over time build up so much power to subdue people. Then they start to think that this is the way. But there is no way. The way is just to know the word. There is no actual way. There is no actual way. The only way is to believe in the word, whatever it's saying per time. If you can understand what the word is saying per time, then you can walk according to the thoughts of the word in order to achieve a result. So I said to you last week, if Pastor Wesley did not come under this word, he would have been under another thought that told him to save for so, so, so trillion of years. And in that saving of money, then he can go and buy a piece of land or whatever. He can go, go to auction. The problem now is that thought pattern tells you that you're not going to get there till you're 80. It's not the only way forward. There are other ways forward. But because that thought pattern has so many subscribers, the hardest thing for you to do is to look at others doing the same thing and do something different. You're scared. 
you don't want to break free from what that thought pattern has set out because it looks like success. God forbid I follow the way of Warren Buffett to make money at 90. Then what, what will you be eating and drinking with no teeth in your mouth? Imagine driving Ferrari at 80 years old. <laughs> it's just weird. This thought pattern celebrated old money. I don't, I don't give a crap about old money. I need new money every day. Yeah, we got that old money. We don't want old money. We don't even want young money. Young money is not good also. We need new money every day. Let the money not be stale. Let it not be something you've been piling up for years. These social constructs created sheep, many people. Afraid to break free because this is what everybody's doing. But then we get half the word. And the power to break these thoughts that have been set up around us so we can get into the word now. You want to read my first scripture for me? You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. Uh-huh. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Yes. If you had, he would have established your kingdom. So you can emit the word command here for word. You have not kept the word the Lord your God gave you. Yes. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. If you had. So... Samuel broke free from a word. He broke away from a word. He disobeyed a word. And because he disobeyed that word, God said that I could have established your kingdom for all time, but I can't anymore. He broke free from a thought. God was trying to do something in Israel through Saul. But because Saul could not listen and hear that word and carry out the word, then he has to be set aside. Go ahead. But now, uh -huh. your kingdom will not endure. Uh -huh. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. So, as soon as the word finds that, some, that you've left the word, if you've left that thought, because what that thought does is that thought is leading you out of another thought. So, Israel was bound under a thought pattern, a way of living. And what God did is he raised people and gave them the word per time. Each of the people that God raised is meant to draw Israel out of a way of life. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's not that Philistine is a nation. It's not that Egypt is a nation. It's their way of living. Their way is not his way. So what he needs to do is break the people out of that way. But he can only do that if he has given a man his way of thinking. The word's way of thinking will lead you out of a social construct that binds you. The word's way of thinking will tell you that you don't need to save to buy your first land or first property. Against popular opinion. 
the world's way of seeing things will tell you that if you follow leadership, you will make right decisions. You don't need the hands laid on you. The world's way of doing something will say that you don't necessarily need a PhD to make it. It's breaking social constructs. Yeah, read that 14 again. But now your kingdom will not endure. Yeah. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. If it's too warm here, you can open one of them. And appointed him ruler of his people. Uh Because you have not kept the Lord's command. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And appointed him ruler of all his people. So what did the Lord do? He looked for a man that has the same mind the same thought, the same word inside him so that he can do what the word wants to do. God was not looking for someone who is tall and handsome. Saul was tall and handsome. He's looking for someone with the same heart. Read read the other one, the Acts. Go to Acts. After removing Saul, he made David their king. Yes. God testified concerning him. Mm-hmm. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So the word says here that he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. So if you find, that's what you were searching for. God conducted a search, and in that search, he goes through all the world. What eliminated others and and promoted David in this search is David's heart. David's mind. The way in which David makes decision. The things that concern David ahead of the things that don't concern him these are the elements of the job search that God conducted across the globe looking for a man that will do what lead his people it's all about the leading of his people the bringing them out of a way of thinking a way of life because there's something God wants to do but he's just looking for someone who can lead them out It's hard to break out of the sheep mentality. The herd mentality is hard to break free from the herd mentality. But if you have a shepherd, it's easier for the sheep to break free from the herd mentality. Sheep don't go one direction because they know that's the right way to go. They go a direction because they see the others going there. They do a thing because they see every other sheep doing it. So the issue now would be God knowing that his people are amongst a set of people that he does not agree with. He has to rescue them out. If not, Israel just becomes like Egypt. You'll be called Israel from far, but your actions and your way of life is Egyptian to the core. You lack all belief. You have no belief system. You make decisions like one who is not trained. What is Egypt? They have no faith. 
they have nothing to them that they can hold on to to say this is what we should do the right thing to do no Egypt does as they please so God now conducts this search looking for someone who shares his heart why because Saul has proved himself that he wants to do his own thing When the word meets you, what the word wants to do, the word wants to know if you're willing to abandon your thought process, your way of doing things, and accept its way of doing things, even if it doesn't make sense. So sometimes you think you're clever and you're, you're putting things together, but it's not according to the word, even if it looks right. You can't build your life and you can't lead a set of people according to the pattern of people that you see around you. If you're called and if you're a leader, then you need to make sure that you're moving according to the thought pattern of the word. Because the word will have its own way of doing something. So this is David now. David is now our key person now to this afternoon he's our key guy we learn about shepherding why because David is going to do God's thing go on read what, what do you want to read for me the Lord is my shepherd okay before we get there now what are the things that qualify David to be picked This guy is found tending to sheep. I'm wondering, God, you want, to, you want to pick the next world leader. Why would you pick a guy that is among the sheep? Maybe you don't get what I'm saying. There are many qualified people across the globe. There are leaders across the globe. There are mighty warriors in the camp of Saul. Can you imagine being one of Saul's protocol? You're, if you hear your master's been rejected, you're thinking you're next. You're thinking it's my time. You're a mighty warrior in Saul's army, but now you're rejected and God has picked a boy who is tending to sheep. So the, when, what qualifies the word to use someone is the word is just looking for if you can do what he does, his thing. He's just looking for who can share that mindset. It doesn't matter about your own qualifications. So you have to be careful because if God is looking for a leader, it means nothing if you're a doctor. It means nothing if you're an engineer. The word has his own criteria of picking leadership. David was in the backside of this desert just tending to the sheep. But what is important is that look at how David tends to sheep. It's not even his own sheep. As I was looking at this, I was saying, what are the, what, what are the elements that bring David out from everybody else's CV? Why would you overlook everybody else and, and pick David? David is not just tending to the sheep. David's sheep that David is tending to are not even his. 
A shepherd has this heart. The, a shepherd's heart. A shepherd doesn't want ownership. David doesn't even own. But David is going to tend. Do you know what it feels like to be doing something you don't want to do? Or sometimes it's difficult to do something you don't think you have a reward from. Because it's easier to tend to sheep that you own. Because you know, I can make decisions over these sheep. I can sell them. I can export them. Imagine spending time doing something that still don't belong to you. But the intensity at which you do it is what qualifies you here for God to say, I have found David. It's not easy to be a shepherd, but that's what I'm speaking about this morning is that, that grace of being a leader. The grace of leadership, of being a shepherd. Now, you, can't, you can't own. You, you don't own the guys around you. If God is going to pick you to establish a thought in this nation, if you're a gold house, the people within the house don't belong to you. But your intensity on spending time with them is what qualifies the word to say that I have searched and I have found someone who in him we have the same heart. If you can spend time with your people and give them your all, that's what David did. Understand, a sheep can go missing. David put himself on the line. He doesn't own the sheep. He doesn't own what he's risking himself for. There was a time where David says, and I have fought a bear. I've wrestled with a bear and I've killed a lion. But David, you don't even own the sheep that you were looking after. They're not even yours. And God was looking for someone who can understand the job role of a shepherd. God was looking for someone who can understand that Israel are my people. They're no one else's people. They're my people. And I need someone to understand that they're my people, but you're going to do your job in leading my people. That's what separates David from Saul. The moment that Saul starts doing his own thing, he believes he's the king of Israel. He believes he's appointed himself as the king. He believes he has ownership of Israel. He starts to move in dictatorship of the nation when the nation doesn't belong to him, when he should be sitting down with the nation as a shepherd to the nation, and giving the nation what the word wants to do, he starts to make his own decision. God said, we have to remove this guy now. He's, he's got it twisted. He actually thinks that this is his nation, like this is his country. Power does that to people, you know. You walk into a place of power and you forget you've been appointed. You don't understand how power works. If you're a house leader, you see power. Maybe this is the quiet person in the house. Now give them responsibility. Give them access to you every morning and the behavior starts to change already. The way they speak to others start to change because power has been given to them. Power is so hard to control. It takes a, a, a special heart to, to be in that position of a shepherd then you can lead a nation, but it takes a special heart. This type of heart, this kind of mind, this thought process, 
it's just ready to do whatever the word wants it to do. It doesn't have its own way. So God was showing me overnight that ownership kills most of my shepherds, most of my leaders. They want to do their own thing within the structure of a nation. You still want to do your own thing. You've now set up your own house as a government within the nation. That is recipe to break and recipe to fall. You might think that your house is doing great and you might think that what you're doing is successful, but over time it begins to break. Why? Because you're just a manager of the people. These are not your people. If you can have that mind, then you're somewhat already there to be qualified. He said, I searched throughout all the earth looking for a replacement for Saul and then I found David. I didn't find David in Saul's camp. I didn't find David swinging a sword. I found him tending to sheep that are not his own. When one went missing, I saw him go after the one. But David, you do know you don't own the sheep. Why are you taking these kind of risks for something that is not yours? It's the heart of the word. The thought process of the word. He already knows that his life is just intending. <laughs> Go to Ezekiel. Quickly. Ezekiel. It's not Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 to 6. Read that for me so that I can just affirm what I was saying about the sheep. The word of the Lord came to me. Uh -huh. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Okay, go, go to verse 5. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. God is speaking about his, his sheep. So the build-up of the word is this. You've got to understand something. What the word is doing is the word is trying to get people out of somewhere into somewhere else. That is God's intention. If you're going to be a leader in this dispensation of time, you have to understand that it's not about you. There, are, there is a big picture to this. God is trying to get his herd somewhere. God is trying to get his people somewhere. And over time, whenever he's put a shepherd there, they become selfish and greedy and then the sheep end up scattering. Year and year go by and then God has to find someone else to lead the people. So they were scattered, uh-huh. Because there was no shepherd. Because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. When they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. This is the word's concern. Where are these sheep God is speaking about? They're scattered all across the world. Can you understand that the sole purpose of you being a leader is just to gather people? The sole purpose of you starting your company or becoming a consultant or becoming an entrepreneur is just to gather people. The wisdom to prosper will come from the gathering of the people. 
But you can't have wisdom to prosper unless you have the responsibility of the herd. If you're not carrying that responsibility, you will remain in abject poverty. You will remain at the backside of the desert doing nothing. But you need the responsibility of his herd for him to have his attention on you. That is the reason of leadership. So when you're gathered here as leaders, you're, you're saying that you have a responsibility for a set of people. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's that responsibility that allows the word to begin to speak to you. If you consider your house, your house is the gathering of a set of people. So sometimes as the shepherd of the house, I'm speaking to that house. What am I saying to them? I'm not reciting Genesis chapter 5. I'm saying be bold and courageous. I'm saying goldmen's behave like this. This is the art of a goldman. This is the mind of a goldman. This is how they behave. As leaders, if you don't speak to your house like that and you don't speak to your constitution like that, let us call them your constitution, your, those who you have responsibility over. They're God's people, but the stuff is given to you per time to speak to them. If you don't start speaking to them life, word, then they scatter. You'll be surprised how you build a billion dollar beauty company, cosmetic company, just by the gathering and the tending of people within your house. You're tending to them. And the energy of the tending to them, the power that comes out of leading, begins to lead you forward. Ay, 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 ay. The leading forward. So, as a shepherd now, you have the word. And that word is just to let you know where you're going so that they can follow you out. They're looking for freedom. If you keep speaking the word daily, the word will keep on showing you where you should go daily. The shepherd does not know where he's going either unless he has the word. Are you, are you hearing me? Do you know why? Because it says that your word is a light unto my feet or is it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So in the night time when you're leading your, your, your sets, when you're leading your constituency, stop sleeping past on your or get the hell out. When you're leading your constituency, in the night time, if you don't have the word, what is the night time? The night time is the time when there is so much opposition. When things look like it should not work for you, but it's the night time, and you're speaking the word, that word begins to tell you where to step. That word will tell you not to open accounts. It will tell you when to gather. It will tell you when not to gather. You don't understand what I'm saying to you. Oh my God. You don't get it. Wisdom has no set form. Wisdom is according to whoever needs it. So at a time Solomon says, he who wins a soul is wise. Why? Because if you gather the multitude, then God begins to speak to you according to the, the wantings of the multitude. If I have many different people, then God can speak to me according to what they need. Sheep always need sheep are always looking for grass or looking for water don't despise your people because they're frail they're supposed to be frail god's wisdom through you is that he's giving you frail people do you hear what i'm saying god's wisdom through you is that he's giving you people who are weak so that they need direction that is what makes you wise 
That is what affirms that the word has been given to you so that you can speak to them, you can direct them. But guess what? It is a daily thing. It is not that you know the future. It is that you just know where you're stepping for now. And because they are sheep, they follow you. They too don't know where you're going. But gently, you're walking. What is nation family? It's, we, we, are, we, are, we have a shepherd. We have a leader. We have a father. That the word is leading gradually per time. Without him, we'll all be scattered. Can we all agree that we all were gathered from somewhere? So this word gathered us and is leading us. When you leave the atmosphere of this word, when you leave the constituency of this word, when you leave the light provision space of this word, like Pastor Evan was saying, the, the, the area where light shines with this word is with its leader. It's with the shepherd itself. So you can see only according to where you're standing per time. If he takes one step, then you can see one step further, but you can't see into the future. So you have a problem when you have sheep around you that become ambitious because you see sheep are not ambitious. There's nothing wrong with a sheep wanting. A sheep is supposed to want. Don't bash your people because they want. Don't bash them because they have needs. Oh yeah, you're, not, you're not getting what I'm saying. They're designed to be that way. If you're a shepherd, you're not designed to be that way. They're designed to be that way. So Psalm 23 tells us, The Lord is my shepherd. So this is David speaking. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. It's the role of the shepherd. Stop right there. He's my shepherd. I lack nothing. So what you understand is you don't need to have a plan for 2022. You just need to have a plan for 20, 26th of January. You just need to know that whatever is needed on the 28th of January or whatever today's date is, you will be given it because you have a shepherd with you. You don't need to start thinking too far ahead. When the sheep starts to look beyond the shepherd, then he goes astray. That's how you get sheep that get led astray. You, you, you already start to conceive your own future. But you don't understand that when a sheep starts to conceive his own future, He's being led back to where he came from. Because you don't know anything else but where you've come from. Have you ever been lost? No, sorry, no. Have you ever watched those movies where you're, they're lost in the jungle? And the guy says, I, I think I know the way now. Then he starts to chatter away. Then he goes around and starts seeing footsteps. Then he says, ah, this must be the footsteps of someone else. But I think I've found life. I've found people. But the problem now is he takes another few steps forward and what does he see? He sees the campfire where he started. Then he realizes that he's going around in circle. That's the life of when a sheep begins to chart his own way ahead of the word. You think you're going somewhere and it may look for a time like you're going somewhere but you don't understand. The word has already led the shepherd so far in the journey that your way backwards starts looking like a way forward terrible until you wake up at the end of the nightmare and you're marrying in a church and you're taking out a loan for a house and you're snapping the key and then you realize oh snap I'm back to this zone with these guys I thought I charted away ahead of Pastor Onyi 
I thought they charted away ahead of Apostle Sam. Never. You can't go ahead of the word because the word's role is to lead you out of the darkness, out of the first social construct that caged you, is leading you into a new land you've never been before. You don't know your way into that land. You don't know your way. It's dark. There's No one has ever ventured there. So if someone tells me that you must first get your banking license before you become a bank, you must first do this before you have da-da-da. But the word says, if you just follow the word, I will make men come and submit to you the things that the, the social constructs of this world have made it that you have to work for. It is the, the world, it is the present world that sets laws to tell you that. Does not mean it's true. It is the present world that told you that when you get to a million pounds, then begin to save from there. But it is the coming world that tells you that before you get to a million, you should have sown a million. You should give, and as you give, you will receive. Jesus was just trying to make a whole new thought pattern. Give, receive give receive but then you stop giving then you start to wonder how you were only trickling with with wealth now it was only trickling you were only receiving in small you stopped receiving how you should receive why because you also stopped giving how you should give so be careful of this social construct it's so powerful it's existed before Christ even came. It's existed before he came into this world because the world started making its own way. Do you not remember the story of Cain and Abel? What Cain did is that he established the world and its laws. He made industries and what they stand for. So if they tell you this is how cosmetics should be done, that unless you do this, this and this, you cannot be a big cosmetic company. It's a lie. Hold your cosmetic bag, your cosmetic stuff, and journey with the word and see where the world word will take you. A whole new world, a whole new dimension with green pastures. But along the way, you will be fed. You will not lack along the way. So sometimes you think the word is working for you, but all that's happening is that your shepherd is feeding you. You think it's the word. Now, you think you become mighty in the word that now I have word. So look how this thing worked out for me. It's not true. You're journeying with somebody. David said, it makes me lie down in green pastures. It leads me beside quiet waters. Say, uh -huh, go on. What? He refreshes my soul. He refreshes what? My soul. Remember what P.T. was saying about the soul, not the spirit. The role of the shepherd is that to make sure that your soul is refreshed. The soul is the part of you that you can quantify. So if you're looking at your life and you look better today than you did yesterday, guess why? Because you're following a shepherd. You have someone you're following. Not because the word is working for you. The word has not even begun its work for you. You're just following. The job of the shepherd is to make sure that he refreshes your soul. So at a time, a Lola goes to be employed by a cybersecurity company, but it's because a shepherd instructed her what to do, not because she became powerful in the word. At a time, you, you get a new car that you love, you get a new house that you're enjoying, and it's not because of the word. So the church is glorying in, in, in physical things that is just like the word has not even started on you. 
the word has not even started its journey on you. It's still leading someone. Can you find the person that's been appointed to lead the sheep? So when you're sitting down with your houses, if you're called, if you're a shepherd and you believe you're called as a shepherd, there will just always be a word in your heart. You will have a word for those sheep at all times. You, you start to build them. Years and years, over time, I'm just giving a word to build Pastor Wesley and how he should be or what he should look like. His desires according to the word. I'm, I'm inputting it intentionally. That's a shepherd. So over time, if he starts to change and he starts to become more disposed to the word, if he starts to enjoy the word more, if he starts to sow more, it's because a word has been given to him over time. It's because he's following a shepherd over time. He, like a sheep, does not know where he's going, but he sure knows that he just needs today's daily bread. It is the word's responsibility to provide that. Lambs should be confused. That's why sometimes you have people amongst you who don't know. It is the wisdom of the word to give you what to say to them. When you know that they're no longer lambs and they're goats and they're stubborn, it's when you give them direction and they don't follow. Then it's different. What do you want to read? He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Go to Psalm 119. Establish that word. It's so hot. Psalm 119 verse 105. Pastor Faith, if there's anything you want to say to add, just always give me an eye contact. Your word is a lamp for my feet. Uh-huh. A light on my path. Yes. I have taken an oath and confirmed it. Mm. That I will follow your righteous laws. Yes. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. According to your word. But the word is a, a lamp onto my feet, a light onto my path, or however it was said. Meaning that we're on a journey, though. So God's intention is to get his heart somewhere. Where, where is the word trying to take us? Where is this word trying to bring us to? Because everything you've met along the way is not where the word is trying to bring you to. The word is trying to bring you somewhere. Until you get there, that's God's resting place. That's where God wants to rest. But a shepherd has to be brought first to bring the word to this place. Don't leave the shepherd. Don't get distracted from the leading of the word. The man appointed to lead you with the word is bringing you into new space. He's showing you how to do PR in a new way, finance in a new way. It's the word. He's showing you how to do business in a new way. It's the word. He's leading you somewhere. And I start asking the Lord, what is the final destination of this word? Let's go to Obadiah. Obadiah chapter 1. 
People from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau. Stop. People of the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau. <laughs> he leads me beside still waters. But all this leading is that we have mountains to take. God is leading you to the mountains you're appointed to take. But can you understand the leading of this word? He said, people from the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau. That is an, a group that is being led by a shepherd. Esau's mountains will be subdued. But how? They will be subdued by the occupying of people. They will be subdued because people rushed into that mountain in a dimension that the, the people of the mountain of Esau could not take. People, that mountain was subdued because a shepherd led an enormous amount of sheep there. Go on. And people from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. People from the foothills will possess the land of the Philistines. So there are sheep. There is a herd of people. And all the shepherd is doing is he's leading you into your space. It has no nothing to do with your expertise. It's got just to do with your ability to follow the word. Simple. Your ability to follow the word because he's leading you and a multitude of you into the mountains you're supposed to occupy. Not your skill. Not your expertise. He said they will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria. This scripture starts to speak about how people will rush in and occupy lands. But how can you occupy a land if you've not been led there? You have to be led there. How do you know your way to the mountains? You don't know your way. You've been slave in Egypt for so long. You don't know what the rest of the world looks like. But he who made the world and everything in it, the world and everything in it, all that dwell in it, he knows where the mountains are. He knows where the foothills are. So he's just leading you. He places his thoughts in the hand of a shepherd because that thought is actually the roadmap. What the word is, is the word is a map. It's like a ways. It's like a Google Maps. It, it's directing you. But you don't know where it's directing you, but it's leading you. It's the Spirit of God and it's leading you to mountains. In an unconventional manner, you will take mountains because of how you were led there. He said they will occupy the fields of Ephraim and Samaria. Uh -huh. And Benjamin will possess Gilead. Look at this group now. It said this group said... Benjamin will possess Gilead. This company of Israelite exiles who are in, in Canaan uh, will possess the land as far as So Zerifat. can you see what I'm saying? He's telling us that my work from beginning is that I have the Israelites. They are my company. 
It is my company. It is my business. They are my people. My intention for these Israelites is to take them to the lands that they will possess on my behalf. So that I can reclaim this world. But before I reclaim this world, I need to pick a company to be a part of. And it's them. The believers. You and I. You're sitting in a house right now and your leader is speaking the word to you and trying to bring you up to speed according to the word, not according to the world. So that you can last the journey, not so you can be able to fight. It is the shepherd will fight, not the sheep. <laughs> Imagine leading a bunch of sheep to fight. No, the, the shepherd will fight. David said, my rod and my staff, they comfort me to correct and to do away with the lion and the bear when time needs. So as a sheep, you cannot even start saying that, I'm, well, we're just fighting right now. So you, you're not supposed to be fighting. You're just supposed to be following. There is no opposition right now against you. It is against the shepherd. You just play your role. Be, be around. That sounds so simple. Be around. Don't, don't let your thoughts, don't let your mind be pulled away from what the shepherd is doing. Don't get drawn back to where you came from. That's the fight you're having. It's thoughts. He said, this company of Israelites ex exiles will possess the land as far as Zarephath, yeah. the exiles from Jerusalem who are in Sephirah. Can you see all of God's sheep in different areas and locations? The, the, the herd in Jerusalem is like talking about his people in finance. The herd in, in Canaan or wherever else is said, go back to that verse 19. The, huh, the people of the Negev will occupy the mountains of Esau. It's, it's like talking about my people who are in the beauty space. God starts pinpointing areas where patches of his herd are lying and are looking for the shepherd to lead them to their place of ruler, ruling, to their place of reign. Go back to that 20. The com this company of Israelite exiles. Yeah, then go to exiles from Jerusalem. The exiles from Jerusalem who are in Seraphat will possess the towns of the Negev. They will possess the towns of Negev. Uh -huh. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion oh to govern God. the mountains of Esau. So where we're being led to is a place of governance. The shepherd will lead the sheep up the Mount Zion to govern. To govern what? The mountains of Esau. And the kingdom will be the Lord's. The end. Now, that, this, this is such a sweet story to me. It's like seeing your future in front of you. I don't need to do anything. I need to make sure I've got a shepherd then I just need to follow. No matter what my mind 
may come up with along the journey, along the green pastures, along the still waters, I should just make sure I'm following. No matter if we walk into a dark space, I should just keep following. Why? Because he's leading us up Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the chief mountain. It is the mountain that governs the spiritual power of the world. If you take Zion, you can take all the mountains or you have taken all the mountains of the world. So as a sheep, I don't concern myself with finance. What, oh, I'm called into the realm of finance. How will I do this? What is my job description? Blah, 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 blah. If my shepherd tells me today's concern is Sunday service, I just make sure I do it. Why? Because it's Mount Zion. It's the leading up to the Mount Zion. Mount Zion is that mountain that rules all the other mountains. You don't need to have an expertise to rule in your field. You will be surprised how you will govern other mountains because you're a pastor. Because your shepherd took you up Zion and gave you the power to govern. The power to govern is what was given to Adam. Have dominion over the earth. The only way to claim back this power, guys, you can't do so as sheep. You haven't got the strength. But if you can be patient enough to journey up Mount Zion, the chief mountain of all mountains, then you can govern the medical space. Then you can govern every other space that rules this world. And then it said, and the kingdom will be the Lord's. The Lord has his way of taking this world back. It's not according to your own understanding. It's according to his. And you can't know his understanding unless you have his thoughts, which is his word. But guess what? This word is only given to the shepherd. So you won't come to a place where you get the word. You will never get to a space where you get the word. Because the word's leading will always be day by day, different and new. It's leading you to your place of ruling. You're left to you. You're going straight for the finance mountain. But the word says, no, we're going to Zion. It's on Zion, P.O., that you can rule other mountains. It's on Zion, Pastor Seth, that you can rule other mountains. You can't do so by journeying to those mountains. You want to take a cosmetic industry and you, you start to challenge that we're going to take the cosmetic mountain. But the issue here is the people there are expecting you. But if you come up from on top, If you come from a route that they're not expecting. You want to say something? Yes, sir. Go on. Psalm 19 and KJV. The perfect revelation of the Lord. Mm -hmm. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Yeah. Day unto day utter speech. That's right. Night unto night oh, wow. reveals knowledge. That's exactly it. So, so this is the power that the, the shepherd holds. Not you. 
I don't mean to, I'm not speaking as you as individuals, you. If you're a leader here, then you're a shepherd in a dimension. But I believe I'm speaking to leaders though. It says, day unto day, it utters speech. Night unto night, it reveals knowledge. The mark of the staff, the mark of a shepherd is that every day is new and he only knows according to each day. The shepherd has no panic about tomorrow. He does not worry about his tomorrow. Because his tomorrow is sure as far as he has the word. Knowledge will be revealed on how to behave according to that day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you begin to panic and when you're frustrated with life is when you've lost the word. If you're in a state of panic in your life, then you've either lost the word or you've lost direction with your shepherd. You've somewhere along the line, you're not following him anymore. Don't look at your shepherd as proximity of what you can see him physically. If in your heart there is no peace, you're not comforted because David said, your rod and this, your staff, it comforts me. If I'm traveling with my shepherd, I'm always in a place of comfort. Irregardless of what it looks like, I'm in a space of comfort. I'm not in a space of, of unrest. Because his, this word will be leading me day by day, night by night, revealing knowledge. You want to start something in the medical space, but it's day by day he will reveal that knowledge to you. Go on. Second Peter 1.19 We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in, in a, a dark, dark place, place. Wow. until the day dawns. We also have the prophetic message as something what? Completely reliable. What is Goldman culture? You begin to set the thought pattern according to the prophetic message. And then you're going to start raising people according to those words. But if you're not an intentional shepherd, you're just going to be thinking people are tapped. Yes, they are. People are tapped normally. It's not something to be surprised about. But if you have the word, you know that their tapness makes you wiser because they have to follow you. As difficult as they are, they have to be with you. But if you can show the wisdom to lead them, one of the greatest wisdom is leading a set of tap people across the desert. Oh, my days. Desert, you know. They want in every day. They have demand every day, but you're surrounded by nothing. That's, that is the wisdom of the word. And when David will lead a bunch of men in the backside of the desert, when he's being chased by Saul, that's leadership. That's what approves David to be the next ruler of a nation because he has the wisdom to journey men in the place of unrest. The prophetic message comes day by day and he can encourage them in the word. I was saying to the hope dealers that do you know that David was a musician also? Do you know that the Psalms were lyrics to songs? And that David did not have the Bible. But what David had was the word of God in the art form of his heart. 
he can trust the lyrics that pour out of his heart and he's speaking these lyrics to his men in the desert he's speaking the prophetic message to them distressed men can follow him in the place of unrest this um discontented men can be contented indebted men can become rich if you want to know the mark of a leader you will see yourself come out of one disposition into a light that's leadership that is the mark of the stuff is that even though the stuff is a dead stick it will still bud life will still come out of the stuff even though it's a dead stick attached to no ground but it's attached to the life-giving word so it will bud so your leaders should set thoughts for you that prosper your life but it must prosper your soul not your spirits the prospering of your spirit is for for the for the lord leave that one for the lord's work the prospering of your soul is the mark that your leader really has the word given to him or her that is the mark of david moving people through the desert so i said to them if you guys are not writing lyrics and if you don't believe that your raps are really leading a set of people out in the world then you're still playing by these words understand that david is not the best fighter amongst everyone but david has these lyrics that before every fight and before every battle david says to them that i've just heard this in my spirit guys that we ought to go into this land and do this and we should kill everything raise this place to the ground and his men will be filled with so much zeal and so much uh, so much like they want to do you don't understand what the word can do right so he will know that these men to build them to that perfect place where they can do the word he needs to speak to them after every war david will sing a song and that song will let his men know that they did a good job lyrics is the word he's leading them and at the point where he wants to take another nation he starts to pen lyrics again so you remember pt was saying that i respect these rappers some of them have wrapped themselves into prosperity by the things that they were saying they proved themselves to be shepherds so if you're still waiting for for some kind of special word to dawn in your heart and you don't actually have the word in your heart what is the experiment of the word it is the placing of the word in your heart and in your mind if the word has been put in your heart and in your mind then you are an approved shepherd of this word because it is not ephesians chapter 2 it is not colossians chapter 5 these scriptures were written by a man from his heart it is the word inside him he wrote these things do you understand me and he took the world from one direction into another they said that these are the ones that turned the world upside down how how did paul turn this world upside down he stood in a market square for two years he said that for two years he did not leave the market square all he was doing was speaking for two years so if you're not going to release music for 10 years five years who do you think you're speaking to the shepherds need to see the lights that's the only way they can be led out so I love this scripture where it says something completely reliable which is the message and you will do well to pay attention to it as to light shining in a dark place. Oh my God. You want to be soul snatchers but you don't speak the word then you're not going to win souls. You want to occupy a mountain but you're not speaking the word or you're not following a word then you're not going to occupy anything because the people in the dark are looking for the light. 
the only thing that has light is the word so you can be in a dark space thinking you have light but you're just trapped under a thought system until you see the true light oh my god i now understand that scripture so christ came as that true light and that's why he calls himself the way the way means a way of life it's a thought way it's a thought process you get what i'm saying it's a way of living so christ says i am the way watch me be 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 careful to imitate me so that you can know how to live go on what do you want to say to me psalm 45 1 my heart is stirred by a noble theme as i recite my verses for the king my heart is stirred so it's 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 completely correct in us to say that it, if not that it comes from your heart, it's not the word. The word oozes from the heart of the shepherd. The word oozes from the mind of the shepherd. And it is affirmed by verses in the Bible. But it oozes from the mind and the heart of the shepherd. And it leads the people to the mountains that they should occupy. That's the word. That's the word. I, I think I need to round up though, because uh, yeah, I just want to start rounding up. Go to go to go. What do you want to speak? No, what do you want to Oh read? Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lions have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Oh my days. You want to take the mountains? But the journey to the mountains is through the cave. It's a dark place. You want to take the mountains. But the journey to the mountains is in the valley of the shadow of death. It's a dark place. You're going to need word. You're going to need a shepherd. Go to Psalm chapter 2. I just Why to do the nations conspire? Why do the nations conspire and, and the, the people's, people's plot, plot in vain? In vain. Uh-huh. The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together. Yeah, it's, it's time for, it's nation taking time. Yeah, go on. Against the Lord and against his anointed saying. Against the Lord and against his anointed saying. Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. Uh-huh. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. So God laughs at the, the rallying of the nations against him. Uh-huh. The Lord scoffs at them. Yeah. He rebukes them in his anger. You know what anger. scoffs is, right? Scoffs is like uncontrollable laugh. You know, when, you know when you, you laugh so hard, you can't even compose yourself. So you should read these things and have an image of God doing this. You, you can't compose yourself because it's just so funny because you've got the final play. If you've played blackjack with us, you then um, there's a way Bami smiles when you know, you just know, Bami, I know you can finish the game. There's a way he smiles and he, he doesn't have a good poker face, you know. Once you see that smile, you know, okay, he's one. It's an uncontrollable laughter. He said the Lord scoffs, uh-huh. He rebukes them in his anger uh-huh. and terrifies them in his wrath, yes. saying, I have installed my king on Zion. I have installed my king where? On Zion. What is Zion? My holy mountain. Uh-huh. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Uh-huh. Today I have become your father. So that verse is so important that where we're going, guys, is to the coronation. The installing of the king 
is going to happen on Zion. We can't govern unless we have a government. Unless we have a ruler. But his ceremony cannot happen unless we're all there. Do you understand? Unless, we, unless we're there, his installing won't take place. It's, the coronation of the king is like, it's like the moment when the king is crowned in all glory and all splendor. But is, he gonna, is it going to be done um, without witnesses? There need to be witnesses. So what the shepherd is doing is he's leading you somewhere for the coronation. It's the crowning of the king. Is our king of glory. The, the crowning of the king. Where? On one mountain. On Mount Zion. Where nation family is then set apart as this is God's work in this nation. That is the chief thing that we're just looking for. So actually, our moving together as a nation family is what makes Charlie become a leader of finance. Do you understand that? Our coming together as nation family, our influence as a nation family, in the gathering of nation family, in the establishing of God's word in this world, it is the pushing of the agenda of the enthroning of the king on Zion is what makes a K-Cyrus occupy the mountain of cosmetics. But if we don't come together in this one agenda to see the coronation of the king, the coronation of the son, God's shepherd, God's one man, the one Adam that's leading us all, then we have nothing. Lambs will rule in the end. Yeah. They will rule in the end, but they will rule because of where they are standing. They will rule because they are standing enthroned on high at the right hand of the Father because we came for a ceremony. The chief one amongst us is being made king. The firstborn among us is being made king and that's what approves us to rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I start to round up. I think it's too heavy for Saturday stuff. The, the firstborn amongst us is going to be enthroned. The lamb that was slain before this world began, before until he becomes king you have no right to rule it's, it's meant to be the lamb's turn to rule but we can't rule unless he becomes king first <laughs> how does one uh, end this type of leadership class you're so useless until he's king do you get that Lamb can't fight. Lamb can't do nothing. You're just a follower. You're just following the word. Word is what we're just going to say. But at a point, you see, we're going somewhere where our form will be declared as this thing rules. Try. Forget. This is my word. If you understand, it's your own problem. At a point, it will be declared that this form rules the world. Right now, this form does not rule the world. Mm -mm. Much more powerful animals or figures rule the world. But at a time, that's what this journey is all about. It's the taking of power to be given to 
the shape that God wants to rule over all mountains is the shape of you and I. Frail shape. They will see a Christian rule the world. And you look at him and say, why? He, he, he doesn't speak clearly or he doesn't do this or he didn't graduate with a PhD. But our turn is coming. Our time is coming. The, your focus is just to be around following the shepherd till that work is done. When it's our turn to rule, when it's time for our constituency to govern, our political party is the lamb's political party. That's what you are, you're lamb, you're the sheep. When, when rulership is given to our party, halas, finish. You see Nana as Nana is now. You see him governing. Frail. You see the frail at the front. <laughs> then you will wonder what put them there. How, how, how can this be the leader of this space? It is the leader of this space. It's our turn to rule. Lamb's turn to rule. That's what the scripture is saying. Uh, we're silenced right now, but our time is coming. That's what this word is leading us to day by day, night by night, revealing knowledge on the ways to move. Because like lamb, like sheep, we're, we're frail. We, we cannot be caught taking the main roots because the main root is treacherous. We can't defend ourselves through the main root. So God divides a different route for the lambs to journey sometimes it's through the rocky paths because on the rocky paths you know you will not find any people there you're free to move in the rocky paths even though it's treacherous but you have a shepherd you can take step as he takes step but if you take the main gate when they see you they're just thinking kebab that's all lamb is good for kofta and um, shish <laughs> They just sharpen their knife and take your head. Praise God. I don't know. I always struggle in ending um, word session. I don't know how to end word stuff. I always struggle with that. I just need us to know that everything is in your hands for your next elevation of wherever you're going it's in your hand how it's just following you can be a family head dr emma but you're still following it's the way forward continue in the naivety or in the naiveness of following don't change it tomorrow and say ah but now i'm a family head all i need to do is make my own decisions no remain strong in following your shepherd That's how we're going to get there. Very simple. The acute eyes to make sure that we can just see the shepherd in front of us. If not, the thoughts of this world, the thought patterns of this world will pull you away. They're strong. If not, you wake up one day and you just decide, ah, I, I think I just need to go and do this, 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 that. It won't save you. It's you journeying back. 
not journeying to Mount Zion. At a stage in life, then when the cravings of the previous world come into your heart, ignore it. When Moses led them out of Egypt, they started to crave their meat, the flesh pot of Egypt. They've eaten it so much that they started to crave it even in the presence of leadership. So don't think you will never crave. You, you will crave because you were under a different thought for a long time. It's your ability to stay focused within the thought of now, which is whatever the word is doing, whatever the shepherd of God is doing. We have a shepherd in this house. We have PT, my father and our leader, who sets a thought pattern on everything. That's why I was careful to make sure that you understand that the word is the word when it's poured out from the heart. For I have found a man after my own heart. And if you look at the pity, you can tell this is a man after his own heart. So the word is safe being held in his custody. He does not need to be shown Ecclesiastes chapter 10. But he will do Ecclesiastes chapter 10 just out of the leading of his heart unless you're designed in that manner you will always fall short of God's command it has to be part of you it has to be in you to the place where it's your normal reaction to everything so we have a shepherd we choose not to look back because behind us is the life we came from which has its enticement it has its enticement because it has its set process. It has testimonials. It has testimonials. The life you led before this life can show you a doctor that has money. Does not now mean that they're free and they're a leader. The mistake you can then make is to go back to say, this is my, I just value this mentor. This is my, you know when you start picking mentors from LinkedIn? Uh, be careful. She's smiling on the profile pic, but at home, her husband is smashing her head. It's not funny. It's, 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 it's what is going on out there. You don't, you can't, you can't even tell the, the suffering that the people that are going through because it's only the word that saves so that's our confidence if we're, if we're going to govern we have to be led to the mountain that governs the world we have to be led there uh, that's our space that's our constituency we have to be led there you can't make your own journey there among your focus of leading your house, among your focus of being in the word, will come your rising as a leader in whatever space you choose. Don't worry if you have job or you don't have job or CV, whatever. I don't know about all these things you guys complain about. Let me tell you something. In Tulls Hill, seven, eight of us, six of us or whatever in the nursery room, it's not like I had money, didn't have no money. But we're just speaking the word. And things are changing around us. 
I've not seen someone depart from the word and get better than us. And that's not just me saying or trying to brag. That's just me being real. Because if you want to succeed according to this life, the queue is so long. The queue is so long. There's people who are in the queue to be successful in cosmetics before you, Lady Jo. If you want to go there, you're going to have to queue. It's going to take years. So I'm just saying that I'm, I'm totally focused on per time, the instructions of the word per time that lead me to my place of governing. Per time. Sometimes all it takes is for you to go back to find instructions so that you can make sure you've not been led astray. Being led astray does not always mean you've left the church. Sometimes it's in mindset also. Most of the time it's in thoughts. Your leader is speaking and you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah I get you, but I'm going to do it like this. You might think it works, but in the long run, I'm telling you, in the long run, you're going to see frail people, weak people rule the world, rule the nations. You're going to see them take over. Why? Because it's our time next. That's according to the word. It's our time next. It's our party that's in action right now. The party of the Lamb of God, the followers. We're going to enthrone the guy who comes before us, who is Jesus Christ. We're going to enthrone the word first to give us the power to rule. If you enthrone the word first, it gives you the power to rule.